0: Hi, I'm Jason Scoris, and welcome to another episode of Dispatch from the Zombie Apocalypse. I hope everybody is doing great. So we're now solidly in it. 2024 is upon us. And uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about this year. Let's just say there's going to be no shortage of topics. So today I want to talk about a speech that Biden gave on January 5th, the day before the third year anniversary of the insurrection. And I think it's the most important presidential speech of our lifetime. Is it the best speech ever given by a president in our lifetime? Is it the soaring rhetoric of Obama? Is it perfect word for word? Is the delivery perfect? No. But the content and the overall impact of the speech is the most important, I believe, in our lifetime. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes, and I recommend that everybody watch it in its entirety. It's about a half hour. You don't have to obviously watch it. You can just listen to it while you're doing the dishes or walking the dog, whatever, right? It's important because it lays out the stakes clearly. And unlike most Democrats for the past two decades, Biden doesn't pull any punches whatsoever. Now, interestingly, over the first three years of his presidency, Biden has resisted mentioning Trump by name. In fact, I can't really recall any time he's mentioned Trump by name. I'm sure there's been a few, but it's really almost none. And that's smart because it makes it newsworthy when he does, which is what he did in this January 5th speech. He mentioned Trump's name 44 times. He absolutely destroys Trump on every level, exposing him as a horrible sociopathic fascist, This isn't, of course, surprising to sane people who follow the news even mildly, who know that Trump is a pure, evil, you know, fascist, traitor, sociopathic lunatic who really doesn't deserve anything except to be behind bars. He doesn't deserve to have the lowest job possible, let alone the presidency of the United States. So, again, it's not surprising to sane people To hear what Trump is and to hear his words and to hear the descriptions of him that are so devastating. But it's a big deal when the president says it. Especially a president who has gone out of his way to try not to even mention Trump by name. But now Biden is in full-on offense mode. And he doesn't hesitate to show emotion, anger, and contempt for the former president as he should. It is a strong speech that marks this moment in history with the seriousness it deserves. And it shows clearly that Biden is the right person to get this job done. Is it going to be easy? Again, no. But we're going to do it. At the end of the speech, after Biden has torn Trump to little pieces and spit on them and ground them into the dirt in front of him, he says... A statement that I think you're going to hear a lot more of throughout this campaign season. He says, we all know who Trump is. The question is, who are we? Who are we? Right. And again, this is the fundamental question. Who are we as a body politic, as a society, as a culture? That the way he does it is masterful because it's both powerful and truthful, a society that in november chooses to reelect a true monster like trump would be an undeserving and morally bankrupt society and biden not only knows it but he knows that we know it he knows he can look at the american people and say you cannot be that corrupt you cannot be that nihilistic you cannot be that apathetic right to do something that incredibly stupid and insane. And so he's going to challenge us to put the best interests of the country front and center. And that is a masterful stroke of campaigning, right? This is also very important because often second terms are referendums on the incumbent. But he is once again framing the election as a choice, not a referendum, one between democracy and fascism patriotism and treason, or plainly good versus evil, which is what this election is. Biden, you might not love him. You might not think he's a saint because he surely isn't, but he's a good man with the public interest in mind. Trump is the exact opposite, a evil malignant figure with the opposite of the public interest in mind, literally only his interest. And it's not that he even cares about Three-quarters of the country are just Republicans. He literally only cares about himself. So you have someone who represents the interests of the nation versus someone who represents the interests of one person. Again, this contrast couldn't be any starker. Literally, it could not be starker. And by the way, that's one thing I really like about this election. We are going to answer that question. Who are we? And I want to know the answer. I really do. Obviously, I think I know the answer as Biden and that the majority of Americans are decent people. But either way, I want to know the answer. And Biden, again, is confident that faced with that choice, Americans are going to make the right one or at least a solid majority. And I agree with him. Biden has a lot of good stuff to run on, a lot of affirmative stuff on the economy, on policy, on foreign policy. And he will run on that stuff. Remember, this is the very, very beginning of the campaign. But setting the tone in the way he did, making it a choice between Trump and him, is smart, accurate, and politically astute. So I'll come back with a little bit more analysis on this kind of January 6th kickoff and the kind of context that it involves right after the break. <laughs> Okay, so one thing I always have said about the right wing is that they never fail to exaggerate their successes and to always, always, without fail, overreach. We see this most clearly with the abortion decision. It's what they had waited for and, you know, and worked for for 50 years, half a century. And after seeing how unpopular it was making women second-class citizens, even then, they keep pushing for bans and keep getting clobbered in local elections, state elections, and also at the national level. They're like drug dealers who are higher on, on their own supply, and that almost always ends badly. Right After convincing themselves that Americans really, really want America to be more like the handmaid's tale, they can't seem to recalibrate despite the electoral disaster this issue has become. Politically, this is good for Biden and the Democrats, though, of course, it's horrible for women in red states. And we see this overreach more broadly with respect to Trump. Even he didn't think that he was going to win the presidency in 2016, but he did for a combination of reasons, despite losing the popular vote by 3.5 million votes. And ever since that black swan event, he and the GOP have lost consistently. They lost in 2018. They lost in 2020. They lost in 2022, despite high inflation and the pandemic, which should have given them a huge midterm victory. They keep thinking that they're going to repeat the magic of 2016 over again, but it never materializes. And the reason is that in 2016, no one knew how Trump would govern, and he promised all sorts of economic benefits like better health care, infrastructure, taxing the wealthy, all of which are very popular. Most people don't remember that. He said, I'm going to give you the best health care. I know how the rich cheat on taxes, so I'm going to get more money from them. I'm going to give you great infrastructure and build great things. He was promising a lot of stuff, right? But he's abandoned all that and replaced it with 100% pure grievance politics, which is like crack for the MAGA base, but it's not at all attractive to the wider electorate, which brings me back to January 6th. For a while, Trump and the right tried to pretend that the insurrection was a false flag operation or really not so bad and, you know, it was mostly peaceful. And then they basically gave up on that and pivoted to defending the rioters and calling them patriots. And it's gotten even worse with Trump and MAGA world now calling them hostages. I get that this gets the zombies all jazzed up, but does anyone in their right mind think that calling people who beat cops and broke into the Capitol with Confederate flags and Nazi swastikas is a winning message for that 10% of the electorate that is going to decide this election? I mean, come on. Average citizens may have tuned out a bit, and maybe because the Department of Justice was slow to indict Trump and the others at the top, the public doesn't have as strong a negative view about the attack as they did three years ago. But calling the insurrections patriots Hostages is way too far. It's the drug dealer getting high on their own supply. These people, you know, who, you know, the regular citizens may have turned out, tuned out a bunch, but just a couple minutes of video of MAGA knuckleheads beating cops over the head will likely remind most people quite easily and quite quickly that January 6th is not a day to celebrate, right? Trump and Trump world like to think that they can continue to defy political gravity. But ever since 2016, it's clear that they can't, right? They keep underperforming, not overperforming, underperforming. And there is no reason to think that this trick that they pulled off in 2016 is going to magically return in 2024. So I'll have the antidote right after the break. Okay, so while not every episode in 2024 is going to be about Biden and this election, given the stakes, many of the episodes will be. And I will continually implore you to take action to support Biden and the Democrats. This time I'm asking that you share the talk in the show notes with your circles and urge people to watch and or listen to it. No one who does so will come away not understanding the seriousness of this moment. I'm also gonna put the link to his first campaign ad, which is short at one minute, um, in the show notes as well. So if you don't have friends who are gonna, you know, listen to 30 minutes of Biden, at least show them this one-minute ad and send it around to all your networks. If you use anti-social media, you know, post it on that. Get the message out there. So this is a simple ask. Listen and share some links, right? That's how we start changing the narrative, building the momentum for Biden so that we can crush MAGA and then watch Trump get indicted and go to federal prison and be done with this fucking insanity. So with that, everybody, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you are, please share it with family, friends, and colleagues. Rate it. Subscribe on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And with that, everybody, have a great rest of the week. Stay safe. Take care.